Welcome to the Leaner Stronger podcast. Today, I'm gonna talk you through eight easy to change aspects of your life that will make beginning your fat loss journey less daunting and give you the best possible chance for success, not only in the short term, but for years to come. All right, so let's get to it. Right, so today I wanna talk to you guys about where you can start your fat loss journey. Because if you were to Google how to do this, you will be presented with, I'm sure, a million and one different ways, all of which claiming to be the best way and the only way you can do these, uh, complete this task of fat loss. Um, And it can be really daunting, quite intimidating, almost having so many options there. And unfortunately, a lot of these things also lead to the sale of a specific product, uh, whether it be some sort of diet pill or supplement or a very particular diet plan per se. And in my opinion, there's many other things we can do before we even think about getting down that line and, and talking about whether or the efficacy of these things anyway is probably for another day, but they don't work per se. A lot of these things don't work and they are literally just money spinners. So today I'm going to give you eight things that you can go away and start to work on today so that you can start making changes within your lifestyle that will, for most people listening to this, that will will allow you to start seeing changes. And the, the things that I'm going to suggest to you today as well aren't things that need meticulous accuracy to track what you're doing and things like that. So tracking isn't going to be one of these things. That's maybe for people who have already got these things in place and are looking for the next step within their fat loss journey. So what I would suggest, if you're listening to this and you're looking for ways to start a fat loss journey, or if you've been stuck in your current journey, but you're not sure where to go, I would make a note of these things that I talk about and then try to implement them one at a time, or depending whether you may already do some of these or you may not, but implement them one at a time and figure out which ones work for you best within your lifestyle at the moment. Because all of these things, you could do them all, but I've had many clients in the past that have changed just one of these things and have seen massive changes within their body, their health and their fitness. So you it might be a case of picking and choosing or it might be a case of just working one at a time and putting them all into your routine because you can definitely have them all in your routine as well. So number one is eat more vegetables. Now it may sound like a rather mundane thing to be doing and you might hear of it a lot, but the reason why it's suggested so much is because vegetables are low in calories and they're high in fiber and they they are full of many health benefits. Providing of course that you eat a broad spectrum of them. You can experience all the different vitamins and minerals that these vegetables contain within them. But because the vegetables are low in calories, the other thing it's great is that you can eat quite a lot of them in terms of size and what we call food volume. We can eat a lot of it for not that many calories. So you can have a lot of food without 
the high calories that you may get from consuming foods that are higher in calories and potentially less healthful. So a great idea that you can take away today is to try and start implementing vegetables within your lunches and your dinners. Now it might seem weird about taking vegetables to work. So if you're not really feeling the idea of cooking vegetables and taking them cold without the option of warming them up again at work, most supermarkets nowadays sell salad pots and almost like veggie box, veggie pots within them. So you could always buy one of those, find a high protein option to go with them, whether it be some form of meat or a meat alternative if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. And then on top of that, if you can find a low calorie dressing that you like the sauce of or, the, or, or some sort of spice, you're onto a winner because you can then mix around with different flavours whilst keeping your the calories within your lunch at work relatively low. The second option for you to change is to drink less booze. Now, when I've spoke to clients over the last few years, it's amazing how many are unaware and end up being quite shocked that ca- uh, um, alcohol contains calories. So if you're spending your efforts cutting down your food and changing your food habits to reduce calories, but you're not changing your drinking habits if you're someone that drinks, you could easily be making all of your efforts relatively redundant purely by drinking them either every evening or you know on three nights of the week, for example. And to put it into perspective of how many calories these things have, if you were to have a pint of beer, you're looking at 200 to 300 calories per pint. And if you were to have a large glass of red wine, for example, that's roughly 200 calories. And if you like a cocktail, something like a porn star martini, again, that's 200, 250 calories. And that that's just one portion. And we know how easy it is to get carried away Um, And to have more than one, two, three, four, five drinks. And once we start crossing that, we're then looking at a thousand plus calories just in alcohol. So if you've cut a few hundred calories from food through the day, but then you're drinking that those kind of quantities. It's not really making too much of a dent within your calorie intake. And then we obviously have the effects of booze that. They can reduce our sleep quality. They can make us feel pretty, you know, the hangover effect makes us feel pretty rubbish the next day, which then can shift your mindset away from wanting to eat healthfully. And then it's kind of like a vicious cycle there onwards. So rather than midweek drinking, why not try and just keep any alcoholic consumption to one day at the weekend and treat yourself there? The third thing that we can change that I'll suggest is to start taking more steps every day. When I was looking up the stats, the average Brit only takes three to four thousand steps per day. But and I'm sure you're more than aware of the recommendations that go out, government guidelines and things like that, is that they want us to be aiming for eight to ten thousand steps per day. So if you were to start hitting 8,000 or even 7,000 steps, working your way up to 10 plus thousand, you'll be adding between four and 7,000 steps per day. 
And if you then accumulate that over time, that adds up and tallies up to be about an extra seven plus hours of activity per week. And that's not even thinking about adding a training aspect to your life yet. In fact, training isn't going to come under my suggestions today, period. And by moving more with these extra steps, one, obviously at the time of recording this, we're still within a lockdown, the third lockdown. So a lot of people are working from home and it gets very easy to be sitting down and not moving and getting kind of stuck there in, in a sense of you just carry on with work. You don't have too far to move and walk. The weather's cold and not particularly appetizing to go out, so to say. But if you can make yourself start adding in those four, five, six, seven thousand steps extra per day, hit that eight to ten thousand steps, you'll be doing so much more than you may well be doing right now. Plus, then the psychological benefits of actually getting outside of your house and spending time in the outdoors can be great especially like I said at the time now during the lockdowns could be fantastic for you and this is one of the ones where clients of mine when they've started changing this aspect I've seen some ridiculous fat loss start happening just purely by being more active in the day the fourth aspect that you could look to change within your life is to minimise snacking. Now, I didn't want to quite go as far away and say eliminate it completely because it can serve its, its, its place and snacking isn't a bad thing. I don't want this to be taken out of context and you start thinking that snacking is bad because I don't necessarily believe that there's a good or a bad type of food. It's just understanding the consequences of, of having such things for us. Now, this links in quite nicely to the consuming more vegetables because they may interchange as well. But if you think about it, again, whilst we're in lockdown, the, the opportunity to get bored is relatively high. So if you think about how often do you really want a snack or do you just find yourself picking at things because you're bored it's not quite lunchtime or dinner time. It's that kind of in-between time. And you just need something to see you through. How often do you really just want that snack? Or is it now a force of habit? Which means we can kind of change it. It means if it's a habit and it's something that we've learned, we, we can change that. And then if we think of the types of food that we snack on, the things that are seemingly always on sale at the shops we've got very high calorie options chocolate bars crisps etc again this isn't to say those things are bad but we have to understand that they are higher in calories than potential other snack options that we have if snacking at all and you'll see it as well because if you if you think about times when you're busy or you're out doing an activity that's super fun Say, for example, your regular snack time's 11am whilst you're at home. If you were doing something fun or you were busy, at 11am, would you be sitting there thinking, oh, I haven't had my snack yet? Probably not. The chances are not. So like I said, we have two options with this snacking because I don't want to say eliminate it completely, but that is an option. 
If you're someone that would rather try and just get rid of them, that's fine. Plus, if you're adding more vegetables to your lunch times, then you may find that period between lunch and dinner, you don't actually have the hunger desire for that snack because you've actually now started eating a little bit more substantially or a larger, a larger lunch that can see you through till dinner. The other option is if you do like having a bit of a snack and you are actually a little bit peckish, is to try and keep your snacks below 100 to 120 calories and try and limit yourself to just one snack per day. At least to start, whilst you're trying to change the habits and see what really works for you. Of course, over time, if you feel like and you start understanding this, the nutrition aspects of your lifestyle, you can add another snack in here or there. But if you try and keep those snacks below 100 calories, then you're, you're on your way to creating that calorie deficit and to age your fat loss. Now, number five, this aspect you can change is to try and slow down and chew your food. This may well have been something that we were told as kids and in the world that we're living in now with technology being everywhere, it's really easy to sit down in front of the telly or with your phone out whilst eating. You may or may not have heard of the term of just mindlessly eating. And that's where we're not focusing on what's in front of us because we have something else that's drawing our attention away, i.e. the TV. And what this means is that where we're not paying attention to our what we're doing with the food, eating it, we're not paying attention to the flavours, we're not paying attention to the textures, might not even be having conversation with those that we're sat with. We're just loading the the spork, uh, the fork or the spoon, knife, whatever it is, shoveling it in our mouths, wolfing it down. By the time we've even thought about swallowing the first mouthful, we've already loaded the fork with the next one. So if we were to eliminate the distractions, so no TV, no phones whilst having dinner and even lunches, try and engage in conversation if you're around other people, because obviously you shouldn't be talking with food in your mouth. That was something, again, hopefully we were all told as children growing up. That's going to take some time. It allows the food to go down and for you to actually process how much you've eaten. You might even begin to enjoy the flavours more, whatever you've cooked. If you're spending time in the kitchen cooking something decent and experimenting with different recipes, you want to enjoy these things. And also... With that, you may actually realise then, because we're paying more attention to these things, you may realise that you are actually getting full. And a suggestion on top of this, whilst like chewing the food, you know, spending the time to chew your food and enjoy it, when you start to feel full, stop there. Which leads in really nicely to point number six, which is leaving food on your plate. And again, something that we've grown up with well, at least I, I definitely grew up with it, is that we shouldn't leave food on the plate. But as we grow up into adulthood and now we're in a world where a large majority of people are overweight and obese, this, I, this could well have played part of this because it builds into our psychology that we should never leave stuff on the plate. But now if you're looking to lose fat on the way, we need to find ways of reducing the calorie intake through food and fluids of course but 
when you start getting that sensation of, oh, I think I'm filling up, stop there, leave whatever food's on your plate, and then give it 10, 15 minutes. And you'll probably realize that you're actually quite satisfied with how much you've had thus far. You then have the options, obviously, putting back whatever you've had just then. You could leave it until the day after. It could become the next day's lunch. Or if food, if you want to try and minimise food waste and it's not something that can be left the day after, then you can think about once you've learnt how much you're beginning to eat again. So there's a bit of trial and error with this. You can then begin to cook less so that you don't have that food wastage. Or you can deliberately plan meals that you can cook more of, leave some and have it either the next day or freeze it to cook it in the future. The seventh thing is a bit of a bigger change, why I've left it a little bit later on. But it's making your environment work for you. And by environment, that can be your work environment, that can be your home environment. It's basically wherever you spend your time. So, for example, if you're at home, if you're someone that would normally leave the sweet treats out on the side, either in a bowl so it's visible, let's start thinking about putting them away and almost living by out of sight, out of mind. Because our sight triggers these things. We, you know, If we see something that we've associated in our brain that we really, really like, we begin to want it, and that cycle goes on. Because you know you, take, you have a dip, you have a bit of a, a nibble of whatever it is, next thing you know you've probably had more than you, you should have done that al to align with the goal that we're, we're working on. Um, so what I've done, I'll put it in the show notes to the podcast, I've created or I have created already for my clients a environment checklist that you can download and you can basically go through as multiple options that are asking you how your house is set up, um, maybe even your work environment, you can switch this to your work environment and see what aspects you need to change. And then you can just get to work changing certain things that, that suit you best. And the final thing that I'll say today is that we need to stop saying, I will just start on Monday. Because whenever we say, I'll start on Monday, for a lot of us, it might that might come on a Tuesday. So we've, give, we've bought ourselves six days again and again and again. And it ends up being 52 Mondays down the line. We get to the whole new year, new year's resolutions come out and we're in the same situation that we were in. The problem is tomorrow and any other day is never going to be perfect. It's not going to give you any different opportunities to, to start. All seven days that we have the opportunity to, to start on provide the same opportunity because as humans we are excellent at finding a reason not to do something if we're searching for it i can almost guarantee if you don't really want to do something and you need an excuse not to you will find one so 
waiting for X day, whatever day it is, whatever date of the month, the beginning of the month, the beginning of the week, it's not going to provide you an opportunity more perfect than any other day can. So just by starting today, and it's daunting, of course, it's not the easiest thing to do. And this isn't to trivialize it and make it sound like it is easy because I can appreciate how difficult it is. And that's why I work with the people that I work with, because I try and make this a lot easier for them. But starting today helps. And now you have seven other things that I've spoken about today that you can just start implementing one by one. And like I say, you want to implement these things one at a time. So you're not overloading yourself. You're not trying to do too much at once. We don't need to think about doing all or nothing, being all in or all out. Because I'm guessing if you've listened, if you're listening to this, you've probably already tried doing everything all at once and going all in. And then if it had worked, you probably wouldn't be listening to this. So I would heavily persuade yourself to pick one thing, get used to it, see if it works for you and how you can make it work, then move on to the next thing. And that's, like I say, eight things that you can you can start working on today. Um, I would love to know what options you're going to be choosing. So if you want to throw me a message on Instagram or chuck me an email, tell me what parts of this that you're going to try and implement and if you have any questions on how you how best to go about changing these things for your personal circumstances shoot me a message let me know and i'll be more than happy to help you but hopefully you've enjoyed it hopefully you find that useful and it's just giving you that bump to, to start your fat loss journey today um, without feeling too overwhelmed 